Hey there. I am so happy to see you again. You know, I'd say we have to stop meeting like this, but <laughs> let's face it, this is the only way that we meet. Plus, I've become quite fond of these weekly get-togethers. I'm Scott Simi, and today on Inside Stories, something a little unusual. Something that could give you a little escape, perhaps even a little mental vacation without ever leaving home. Joining me today is Sarah Hill. Now, Sarah lives in Columbia, Missouri, which is also known as the Silicon Prairie, which I just learned a minute ago. Sarah, thanks so much for joining me today. Absolutely. It's great to be here. We're located in between St. Louis and Kansas City, and some people even call it the Silicorn Prairie. Ah, I get it. Listen, I am really curious to have you tell everyone what it is you do, because you have a really fascinating job, I think. Well, thank you. Um, we, we certainly think so. So I'm the CEO of Helium. It's a virtual and augmented reality product that's powered by your wearable data, the data that comes from your wearables for stress management. And essentially, we are harnessing the power of the body's electricity in order to heal uh, virtual worlds. Now, that sounds really interesting, but I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who heard that and they would think, well, what does that mean? How does it work? What do you do? Yeah, essentially it's it's stress management and I'm a storyteller. My background is as a television journalist, spent 20, more than 20 years in broadcast journalists, telling stories um, all the way around the world in different countries. Uh, and we covered a lot of trauma. Uh, and ultimately the media diet that I had chosen to consume then made me sick. Uh, and so I developed helium for me as well as the millions of other people who struggle with anxiety. But at our core, we're storytellers, uh, game designer, developers, uh, neurofeedback specialists, clinicians, and sales, marketing, all of the uh, great talent that goes into building a company we have right here at Helium. So how, how does it work? If I want to try Helium, what, what do I do? So you can use it either with virtual reality goggles or without. And you can go to our website at tryhelium.com. You can get a free trial uh, or you can purchase a subscription. And essentially, either with your mobile device or with your virtual reality goggles, you can um, use your Apple Watch for heart rate or you can use a BrainLink Lite EEG headband for brain patterns, and you can use that biometric data in order to transform some of these virtual worlds. Uh, Helium is also in a variety of enterprises all around the world from wor workplaces, um, for in, in some hospitals for compassion fatigue for nurses and physician burnout. Specifically now in the wake of COVID, you know, we're in a mental health emergency. And this is a drugless solution, a non-harmful coping mechanism that takes you somewhere else instantly. And it also is a mental fitness tool so that you can train those feelings uh, so that when you do get in a, in a stressful situation, uh, you're better able to, to respond. 
And much like, you know, riding a bike or, or training with a dumbbell, you might think of, of helium like uh, weight training in, in a way, your brain is definitely a muscle and you can strengthen it. Uh, and, you know, uh, these are self-awareness tools that allows the user to become, you know, more self-aware of, of their own mind-body connection and their ability to control it. So let's imagine that I have a headband on that is measuring some of my brain waves and I have my, my goggles on. What, what might I see? Just walk me through what this experience would be like. Right. So there are 30 different experiences on our platform and every 60 days we add a new piece of new piece of content. And these are beautiful, picturesque, nature-based landscapes, either in 360-degree stereoscopic video or built inside a game engine, uh, a waterfall, a nebula in space, a snow globe, a, a, a cabin in the woods, um, a fractal animation. These, it's all, you know, meant to be beautiful and take you someplace else for the moment. Um, and also too, to personify what has historically been unseen in the body, you know, with all of the wearables that were, we have on our bodies tracking data on a 2d data dashboard, helium is something that allows you to see that data and, and have, a, have a relationship with it. So in augmented reality, just on your mobile device, you'll see holograms. So these are like 3D objects, um, uh, much like on a, a Snapchat or, some, or Pokemon Go. Through your phone, it, it's 3D objects superimposed over the real world that you then have the ability to control with the data that comes from your wearable. Any wearable, we don't make the wearables, by the way. It's, it's BYOW, bring your own wearable. Um, and uh, you can control the screen. And then in virtual reality, you can get an Oculus Go, an Oculus Quest. Um, in the future, we'll be on Pico Goblin, Vive, HP, uh, PlayStation, all of those, those headsets. Uh, and you get a Helium subscription, subscription or you subscribe to our free trial. And then you're able to learn a little bit more about your thoughts and, and feelings. And you can use it not only just for yourself, but for your family as well. So, you know, you get a subscription and you can use it for your son or your daughter, things like that. So my understanding here, and this is based also on watching some videos of your products in the past, my understanding is that if I am able to train myself to relax, for example, that I might see a difference in what is being displayed in front of me based on my brainwave or my breathing or my pulse. Uh, is, is that sort of an accurate way of, of describing this. The one that I keep seeing pop up is, is butterflies. So what, what might happen with that if I'm seeing butterflies in my goggles? Yeah. So uh, the butterfly experience is actually in augmented reality on your phone, uh, but it's this, this, the same concept. So if you lower your heart rate and you see your heart rate displayed as a waveform on the screen, or it's a glowing light inside virtual reality, but if you lower your heart rate or if you quiet your mind, another protocol that you can use is increasing your focus. But if you do that, then the environment responds. And so butterflies will hatch out of a chrysalis. Um, the planets will illuminate. Uh, the screen, the color, the texture, the sound on the screen will change in some way. And that's your feedback. 
And if you're not meeting that mark um, um, uh, via the, the threshold that you've set for yourself, then the screen will turn red or it will dim, slowly dim uh, as a gentle nudge that, hey, uh, you dipped below that threshold that was set at, as your baseline. So um, yeah, just, just basically gentle, gentle nudges. And that's the feedback that you get from using um, um, helium. So unlike a traditional headspace or, or calm um, or any other meditation um, app that you might use, Instead of being in the you know the back seat and passively watching those experiences pass by you, you're actually in the front seat, powering those experiences. You have agency, you have control over those worlds, and you are learning uh, very quickly what you need to think about in order to make that vehicle go forward. So you might think about it. Helium is kind of con- a combined flight simulator, half meditation platform, uh, half media channel. Now, I'm someone who has traditionally a busy mind, and I have tried taking meditation classes, I think probably about three times. And I'm, I'm the guy that's always sitting there in the circle when everyone else is looking zenned out and blissful, the guy who's going, why can't I make my brain shut up? Why, why aren't I looking and feeling relaxed like everyone else? Is this a difficult thing to do? Like, can anyone learn how to do this? Um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say everyone has the ability to learn because I'm not, you know, familiar with all of their, their abilities or also limitations or certainly uh, uh, disabilities as well. Um, so, you know, it is a learning process and I'm the same way. In that sometimes when I close my eyes, uh, I see nothing. <laughs> you know, they're like, close your eyes and imagine a beautiful stream. Well, I see nothing. <laughs> and some people are like that. And some people have a really um, excellent mind-body connection. You know, when they were handing that out, they didn't give it to me either. Um, and, and a lot of people are that. And you will find on Helium, this is not a traditional meditation platform. Um, it's almost anti-meditation. We call it neuro-meditation. Uh, in a way, because you are using different brain patterns, but it goes against the norm of what you might um, uh, experience in a traditional meditative platform. So for instance, there's EDM, there's dance music on there, and there's some cross-training where you have to uh, try to quiet your mind among some of this chaos, uh, and that training is helpful because you know the situations that you might encounter in your life aren't all going to be rainbows and, and beautiful streams, right? Especially now when we've all been through the, 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 the pandemic. Our worlds are rocked. Um, and you know that, that cross training uh, can, can be helpful for people. Not everyone wants to have this, the same kinds of calming music with soothing voices. And, you know, um, um, all of that. And this is a, this is an alternative. I have kind of kept an eye from a distance, uh, here in Canada on helium for probably about three years. And I know from watching your development into a, into a business really, that there was a phase when often helium was involved with going, for example, and meeting with, with veterans, 
um, and sharing some scenes that would help them maybe trigger some memories or, you know, take them back uh, to, to specific places. Can you tell me about, about what you were doing there and, and what the results were like? Yeah, absolutely. So Honor Everywhere is still alive today. It's a free virtual and augmented reality app that takes aging and terminally ill veterans and their families to virtually visit their memorials. So Honor Flight is a wonderful program that everyone should know about. If you go to honorflight.org, you can learn more about the hub in your area, but it flies veterans on free physical flights to see their memorials. And sadly, in the wake of, of the pandemic, and sadly, even before the pandemic, a lot of these men and women weren't physically able to travel. Their bodies were too weak, they were on too much oxygen, or their physician told them that, you know, they might pass away um, if they were, you know, to go on some of these flights. So as a technologist, we, we started asking ourselves, what can we do on our end to simulate those experiences of an honor flight if they're not able to physically travel? And the answer to that was honor everywhere. And in the early stages of our company, that's how we discovered that VR and AR had therapeutic use cases was through looking at the reactions of these thousands of veterans who went through, through honor everywhere. And so there are two ways that you can consume it. Uh, much like uh, Helium is AR and VR, Honor Everywhere is AR and VR. So inside virtual reality goggles, you can go to the World War II Vietnam Women's Memorial, the USS Nimitz out on the middle of the Pacific Ocean and be inside some of those environments. You also have the ability to uh, in, open up a magic portal in your living room just with your mobile device in augmented reality. And then with your phone, or you can teleport through these magic portals. And then, you know, on, on your phone or your tablet, you can move it around the room without goggles and get the sensation that you're in some of these places. So these are virtual tours for people who aren't able to, to physically travel. So that's our company's social purpose. It is the origins of our company. Uh, we didn't want to make a, a product out of that. Obviously, these are their, their memorials. Those experiences and stories should absolutely be free forever. No one should have to, you know, pay to to see the memorials that they that were that were built in in their honor. So our company adopted Honor Everywhere, and so we create the content. We love to collaborate with other content creators. If there's a piece of content that you have um, that you would like to see on, on the platform or a place that you would like to 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 visit, we just added Korea, the Korean memorial on the apps as well. But if you'd like more information about that, you can go to honoreverywhere.com and uh, would encourage you to support your, your local honor flights. Certainly in the pandemic, they are likely struggling for donations. And hopefully once we get through this, those vets will, will be flying again. Now, there will be some people listening today who have experienced putting on a VR headset and many people who will not have had that experience. So when you talk about this taking a person to a memorial. Could you explain what happens when they when they put that headset on and what they might see? Right. So they're essentially in a bubble of video. They have the ability to look left, right, up and down. And it's as if their point of view uh, is transformed into this particular video. There might be people walking towards them they're experiencing applause, they're hearing the rainbow pool behind them at the World War II Memorial. 
they're hearing the wind, um, you know, rustle through through some of the trees by by the Vietnam Memorial, and uh, it, it's essentially you know a walk in the park for those individuals who can't take a physical walk in the park. Now, veterans in particular, one might think you know they they tend to be older people who might not be as you know enmeshed with technology as, as younger people are. Can you? Tell us what the experience is for, for some of the people you've witnessed when they put this on and are transported somewhere else. Yeah, so if you have a virtual reality headset, you have a powerful tool to share the memorials with a, with a, with a veteran. And um, uh, a lot of family members or siblings or sons or daughters, they assist the veteran with the headset. Um, obviously, working with a VR headset for a, an 80 or 90 year old is is difficult. So certainly want to get uh, an, a mentor, an assistant, a nurse, a caregiver, somebody to assist that veteran with the headset. And also, too, that you're reading the appropriate safety guidelines for how to use virtual reality uh, with an individual who who's aging. So. There are, um, on our blog, we have a blog called trihelium.com slash blog. You'll find all of those hygiene and safety recommendations about how to uh, properly give an an individual uh, a virtual reality tour. Now, you've met lots of people, um, lots of veterans, and some of those people probably nearing the end of their lives or immobile. I'm wondering if there is a particular experience or moment that has really stuck with you that you could share with us about one person or a couple of people who have experienced this and what it was like for them. Yeah, absolutely. So there are dozens and dozens. Uh, Sadly, all of the veterans that we featured in our original films passed away. Some of them months after we shot that. And I remember one particular veteran who was featured in the film and is no longer with us, his family was able to put on the goggles when we finished the film and see him again for the first time since he'd passed away. See him in live 3D um, inside the goggles. And that was a neat moment for us and also a unique reminder of how powerful this medium can be to allow people to see people who, who they haven't, in a way that they haven't seen in a long time and feel certain things. So that, that was uh, uh, particularly poignant for, for me. Also, there was a veteran who his caretaker, it was his daughter, told us that he wasn't able to lift his arms above his head and that we would have to put the goggles on his head, um, which we did. Halfway through that experience, though, this veteran had his arms above his head, trying to reach out for the other people who he saw uh, in the video. And that for us was a, a wonderful moment. Uh, you know, it enabled uh, uh, an individual to have some kind of superpowers uh, that he and his caretaker didn't know that he have, had, but he was, you know, so motivated to try to reach out for some of the, the, the people that he saw. And it was also an interesting data point for us of what is it about this medium 
that is allowing users to do things that they normally uh, historically haven't, haven't been able to do. Part of the reason I wanted to get you on the show is because I've, I've been interested historically in what you're doing, and I certainly see the value of uh, VR and AR being used in, in this sort of uh, technique. In a world where there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of apps that are out there all competing for, for people's dollars, how do you convince people that this is something that's actually serious? This is a real therapeutic tool. This is not just a gimmick. Yeah, I think you do that with science. Uh, science, every piece of content that we create, we do biometric testing to see how it affects the brain and the heart, right? Does it quiet their mind? Does it reduce a theta-beta ratio? Does it somehow lower their, their heart rate? And so that's data that informs us. But then beyond that, you have external and, and IRB institutional review board studies that's looking in hundreds of, of individuals, okay, what's happening to those brain patterns and heart rate when you're actually using it? So I think that that has value for people. And two, also just telling our stories. Helium is built by a group of people who struggle with anxiety ourselves. I have seen stories where audio, particularly old familiar songs, have helped people with dementia. Um, and have brought them right back into the moment. Have you seen any breakthroughs like that or experienced some moments like that with, uh, with VR? Yeah, not with music. And we're not really doing any kind of work at the moment with like Alzheimer's patients um, or, or something like that. We have no data about uh, helium's impact on Alzheimer's patients. Although, you know, anxiety is, is a layer in a, in a lot. But Media is powerful. Audio is powerful. And compared to, to 2D media, virtual and augmented reality are more memorable. They're more, it's more emotionally engaging. And this has been documented in a lot of research. So, you know, for a variety of ways, it, it makes sense. You would put on the goggles. Your brain believes what it sees ultimately. And a lot of us are visual learners. So the ability to have a story-based narrative that people can remember, they can remember moving out of a dark cave and into the light. They can remember using their feelings to part the clouds and bring on a rainbow. Uh, those are very tangible tools that even when you don't have the goggles or a wearable or an Apple watch or a, a brain link headband, you have created a unique stored memory that you can then go back through, back to. Now, those headbands, those Apple Watches, other wearables, phones, all of these technologies continue to grow at a really rapid pace in terms of what they're able to do. So the question is, do you see this now as kind of a, a mature technology, what you're doing, or do you see all sorts of other potentials around the corner? So there are 250 million wearables in the market right? That's a lot. Uh, with Helium, we have 81 million uh, compatible wearables that could, you know, uh, uh, th those wearable users could be uh, using Helium. And so that's only going to increase, but not just in the form of hardwired wearables. I mean, the technology exists now that you don't even have to have a sensor on you. 
um, which is really fascinating. And we're, we're doing um, some, some work in that space. Wearable fabrics are upon us. And our underwear is going to be lined. It's already, you know, these products are already coming out that you have, it senses your biometric information from your undergarments. So, you know, the day is, is here when wearables are, you know, kind of used in quotes because we won't always be having to strap a physical watch to our hand in order to capture our heart rate. Wow. This sound indicates that we are hitting the end of our uh, conversation and we're going into this rapid fire round where I'm just going to ask you a few short questions and I'm just looking for a few really short answers. Number one, what is the best part about living in Missouri? The best part about living in Missouri is that it has four beautiful seasons. Where would you like to travel via VR that you have not been to yet? I would love to go to Israel. What is the most memorable location where you have filmed VR content? That would be in the Amazon with the Munduruku tribe. Wow. We spent 10 days with the Munduruku tribe in the Amazon. It was amazing, scary, and beautiful all at the same time. Why should someone who's never tried this before give it a shot? Because your thoughts have power to control things, not only in the virtual world, but the real world as well. And when it comes to stress, how are you supposed to control what you can't see? What are you really looking forward to doing when this is all over that you cannot currently do? When this podcast is over or when what is over? When, my <laughs> when the pandemic is over. Is over. <laughs> I will look forward. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait till the pandemic is over because I just want to hug people, right? Just to have some human contact with my friends. Um, you know, I mean, I'm able to hug my, my husband, but my uh, mother-in-law lives with us and she's in our 80s. And right, I mean, it's like you just want to open your arms and have some, some, some human contact and not have to worry if, if we're infecting a person. And I, I know we'll get there, but that will be just a great day when we're able to hug each other again, right? I think there will be quite a celebration when that, when that finally happens for everyone. Sarah Hill, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your inside story today. It's been fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to share and keep going in your work too. It's always great to catch up with you, Scott. Thank you so much. In some ways, the pandemic is a great time for virtual reality experiences especially those that make it feel as if you've been transported to another part of the world. Now, I can't speak for you, but I do not plan on boarding a jet until this thing is over. Of course, we don't know when it will be over, but I will tell you this, I can't wait. I'm Scott Simi, and this has been Inside Stories, presented by BMO.
The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of Bank of Montreal, its affiliates or subsidiaries. <laughs>